2: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai,
1: there's joy in every journey.
0: Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250
1: AM, The Fan. i I'm just a I'm trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus when
3: Moses had stage right. A rock to a sword fight. You pick us, nobody would have chosen the world well, the welcome to
2: faith the in the zone on 12:50 a.m Everybody's the fan I'm Mike McGivern again flying solo this week Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church hoping to get him back in studio here in the next couple of months and I keep saying that but I'm gonna just keep saying it till I get him back in studio our guest for the entire hour today is the head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College. He's Eric Tresky. Coach, how are you today? I'm great. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for your patience, and and we laugh about it. But I'm telling you, every time I do Faith in the Zone, something happens with these computers. But man, it looks and feels like we're good to go. Let me tell you a little bit about um, why Coach Tresky is on today. One, he is uh, one of the young, um, the young guns in this area, Division Three head football coach. And uh, Eric, how old are you? I'm 35. 35. 35. Look at a picture. He looks like he's about 25. I'm just telling you. (laughs) I'll I'll take it. Yeah, wait five years. Wait five (laughs) years when, you know, Wisconsin Lutheran, you're a head football coach. Moving over six inches on that bench is a long way, brother. And you (laughs) know that. One of the reasons I have Eric on, um, I'm a fan of his. He's been on a couple of shows that I've done in the past, my high school football shows. And there's an event coming up at Wisconsin Lutheran College, and and I reached out to uh, to Rich, who I work with at at Wisconsin Lutheran College, on on the other side of my business, on my job, which is being a sales rep here at Odyssey or Entercom, and um, said, Hey, look, I know that you've rescheduled this a couple of times. Can we help to promote it? Because not only I'm on faith in the zone, but a lot of things I do really fit well with people that may have interest in coming out and listening to Tim Tebow speak. And he said, "Man, let's let's sit down and talk about it." I think there is. And one of the things that that I asked, and I, I had a chance to spend a few minutes with Rich uh, last Wednesday. I was speaking at the Wauwatosa Rotary, uh, Rotary Club, which he's a member of, and we sat and had lunch, and then I spoke and. And I said, "Hey, maybe what we should do is have somebody from Wisconsin Lutheran College, one of your coaches, come on Faith in the Zone." And he said, "Oh, I got him." How about Eric Trusky? I said, "Perfect." You know what? He's been on a couple of shows, and with him being um, a young head first, uh, year one, I guess, right? Year two? Is it year one or two for you?
4: It's it's like one one B. <laughs> it's been uh, about a year and a half, but we've only had the spring season together.
2: Man, you—that's uh, the longest wait. Anybody's ever had for their opening kickoff, Matt?
4: Oh yeah, it was it was a uh, long, a lot of anticipation, a lot of hard work put into it. So yeah, it's made it's made this spring season as much as it's been different for us. It's made it uh, really exciting just to finally get a chance to
2: to compete. Yeah, and and we're going to talk to Eric about the template and how to do some of the things he's doing. But this June fourth event, June fourth, it's going to be at the WLC Outdoor Athletic Complex, fourteen oh one North Swan. Boulevard. And when I talked with Rich, and he has been, it's so kind of of WLC to allow us to be kind of part of this thing, to, to market it, to promote it, to celebrate it to people on, on our station here at 1250 AM, the fan. You can go to uh, WLC.edu DSA. Divine Servant Award is what Tim Tebow is going to be receiving. And I I know I've talked about it, but a couple years ago, my wife, Terry, and I went to the Tony Dungy um, event, and that was the Divine Servant Award that was given to Tony Dungy, and from the minute we stepped in, in fact, from the minute we parked our car, to be honest with you, till the end of the night, and we got back into our car, it was a first-class event all the way through, and when we got back in the car, my wife said, I'd sure like to go to one of those again. I said, man, we will. And the speakers were great, and Tony Dungy was good, and the food was phenomenal. And it just really, you, you walked out of there thinking, knowing that you were doing some, some really good work by spending a little bit of money, getting a great meal, listening to good speakers, because the money is going for our next generation of servant leaders, of Christian servant leaders. And I don't know if there's anyone higher up on that chain right now than Tim Tebow. And if you listen to this show or you listen to some of the things that I do with high school sports, man, you're probably a Tebow uh, fan. And here's a chance to come and and see him in person and get a chance to listen to him talk about his life and his testimony and his journey, all at the same time raising money for scholarships that are going to go to our next of servant leaders, you got to be coach. You got to be really proud of some of the events that Wisconsin Lutheran has done and what they are doing.
4: Oh, without a doubt, Rich and his team—they do a great job. And um, it's—you know—I'm not only the coach here; I'm an alum, and um, I'm definitely a proud alum, knowing that we want to recognize people that are, are not only doing amazing things in their profession or in their community, but. They're living out their faith, and they're living out loud. I mean, look, you talk about Tim Tebow, talk about someone who's really been willing to put his faith on the line in front of everybody to see. It's it's inspiring.
2: Yeah, 100%. Hey, Coach, speaking of that, I know and you said you're an alumni. Where, where did you grow up? Where did you play high school, football, grade school, stuff like that?
4: Yeah, so I'm I'm born in Milwaukee, um, and we moved up to Cedarburg when I when I was a a little kid, um, about seven years old, um, and and that's where I went. I played great school ball. I was a Cedarburg Colt. Played for for the high school team. Was it was a bulldog as well. For played for Brian Lear, who's who's still doing a great job there as the head football coach. And um, yeah, I grew up in a great place to grow up. I, Cedarburg is just a phenomenal community.
2: You know, last year, um, I used to have Brian on my show a lot, and we we, we would touch base, and we kind of lost um, communication a little bit. You know, he, he, um, his team struggled for a couple of years there, and, and last year, our pick-and-save student athlete of the week was a, a young man from, from Cedarburg, and I got a chance to give him the award, and, and Coach Lier showed up at the Grafton pick-and-save. And I got to tell you, Eric, the kids had left. We had about, I don't know, 10 of the, the players showed. We had some parents show up. Everybody had left for probably an hour and a half. And Brian and I stood in the flower department at Pick and Save and Grafton and just caught up to the point that my phone was ringing. My wife is like, where are you? I'm still at the Pick and Save and Grafton. She's like, are you kidding? I go, no, I'll tell you about it. I'll call you in a little while. And Brian and I caught up and I'm a big fan of his. I I just am. I think he's a really good guy.
4: Yes, he, he he um it's funny that you mentioned that he he was just out of practice and I think I got the similar phone call from my wife. Um, <laughs> we were chatting so long and catching up, but um you know, Brian was really instrumental in my life. He he saw some things inside of me that I, I had not seen. He was willing to, to challenge me to to work hard and, and understand my potential and um a lot of who I am today as a person and, and as a coach is because of all that Brian poured into me, and I'm forever grateful for that.
2: Boy, he uh, I'm hoping uh, if he's not listening to this, I'll make sure that he does and he gets a chance to hear that because you'll you'll find this out, young man. I'm done now, 36 years coaching basketball, but what you just said about Coach Lear is what every coach that's a little bit older, right, just wants to hear once or twice. If you can hear that, those words... That hey look, this guy poured a lot into me, and and because of him, this is who I am today. Um, that's that's more important than than cutting down the nets or taking home the gold ball. Um, I, I can tell you that for sure. And and I didn't know that when I was younger. I thought you know g- cutting down the nets was was the most important thing. And I and I can remember getting in the car with my wife and kids after the the, the first state championship that I was lucky enough um, to, to be a part of. And I got in the car and the first thing I said to my wife was, that's it, huh? She's like, yeah. what? I go, that's it. That's it. And she goes, yeah. What what were you expecting? I go, I don't know. I still got to go to work on Monday, right? She's like, yeah, you got to go to work on Monday. But you think, you know, you 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 go so hard to do that, and I just think Coach Lear would would really really appreciate that. We're talking to Eric Trusky, he's the head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College, and again, throughout this show, we're gonna we're gonna talk to him about his life and his testimony and his walk and journey. But remember, uh, June fourth at the WLC WLC Outdoor Athletic Complex on Swan Boulevard in Wauwatosa. It's going to be a heated tent, but they've taken all the precautions that that need be, right? Their people are going to be uh, spaced. They're going to uh, be away from each other. And it is going to be, for the most part, outdoors, except for you'll be in the tent and, and heated tent if it's cold. The food's going to be great. Um, obviously, the speakers are going to be phenomenal. And I can tell you firsthand what f- a first-class operation that WLC um, is when, when putting on events like this. And you will not be disappointed. You you definitely will not be, and get a chance to 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 sit and listen to Tim Tebow speak in person is is worth the price of admission right there. But they're also going to get you some food, and the reception starts at five thirty. Dinner is at seven o'clock. The program, the award program, and Q and A with Tim Tebow is eight fifteen, and then nine o'clock. There's a thing called an afterglow reception with entertainment. If you think you can dance a little bit, then you stick around. I don't know. We'll see if Coach Tresky can dance. I, I don't know if I'm going to be there late enough to, to see that or not, but I look forward to it. Hey, Eric, when uh, when you were playing football at Cedarburg, had coaching come into your mind at all, or was it not until you, you got to college? Uh,
4: honestly, it wasn't until I, I got to college and and after college um, where I really saw myself as a coach. Um, I love pouring into other people, you know, in high school, I, I you know, love training with my teammates and helping them and I love tutoring kids and all those types of things. So like, I think I had a passion to to help people for a long time and um, I just didn't realize it would be through coaching until I got a little bit older.
2: And when, when, when that uh, decision came that, okay, you know what, maybe coaching is something that, that, uh, that I want to get into Wait, was it, did you just dive right in and go, okay, this is where I think I'm supposed to be? Or was it a kind of wait and see kind of thing? How did that work for you?
4: Um, so, yeah, it's actually, we were talking about Brian. My, my first exposure to, to, to coaching at a high level was with Brian. Um, had, had the pleasure of coaching with him in, in 2010. Um, and, and we had just a phenomenal season. Had a great group of kids. Actually ended up going to the state championship game and played a really good Wanaki team that year. Um and it, it was it was that experience that really made me kind of pause and reflect on what you know what I was doing in my career at the time, and really felt like, you know what? I think God has been using athletics to speak to me in, in a lot of different aspects of my life. And you know that playing days were now over, and that I felt like it was it was time to use my experiences um, to help young young people discover who they were. and so I, I was very fortunate. I was able to get into a graduate um, assistant position at Lakeland University um, in, in 2011 with, with Kevin Doherty and, and his staff. And um, kind of God wrote the rest of the chapters for me. So,
2: hey, did um, who was on that Cedarburg team back then? Uh,
4: so we had Logan Louders. Was just there, phenomenal.
2: There's running the back name. For us. Yeah, um, you had Lauders for about. It seemed like 15 years. There's a different Louders coming through. <laughs> well, his Cedarburg. older
4: brother Lee, who um, was phenomenal player too. So yeah, the 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 two Louders is <laughs> we're, were phenomenal running backs at Cedarburg.
2: Hey, I got to tell you before we get to a break. Um, so the 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 young man that was our our uh, pick and save student athlete of the week was a guy that uh, that Brian. I, I I said Brian, is there a kid? He goes, yeah. I I, I want to nominate this kid, and I'll tell you why he's a really good football player, but he. He got hurt bad his junior or his sophomore year and or his junior year, sophomore year. No, I think his junior year. Yeah. And and so he was then told you are probably not going to be able to play because your senior year. Well, because of COVID, everything got pushed back and he kept getting better and better. And he ended up playing and had a couple of really big games and then got hurt again. And Brian said, look, this kid is the best. He's the best in the locker room. He's a great student, and he's a really good football player, but he's had some freak accidents, right, uh, freak injuries. And I said to the young man um, on the phone, and I asked, Eric, I asked all these guys this, hey, what's your dream? You know, where would you like to play at the next level? What's your dream? And it's like Alabama. Okay, you're not going to Alabama, right? Uh, (laughs) Alabama, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan State. And I said to this kid, what's your dream? He said, my dream? And I go, yeah. He goes, man, I'd I'd really like to play at Oshkosh. I go, really? He goes, yeah. I go, wow. All right. He goes, that's my dream. And I don't know if I can play at that level, but, man, I'd sure like to give it a try. So I hung up the phone with him, and I called Coach Cerrone. Sorry about this, Eric. I I apologize. But I called (laughs) Cerrone. And I said, hey, I got to tell you the story. And I told him the story. And he goes, we're the, we're the kids' dream? I go, yeah. He goes, hold on. And he put me on speaker. And he goes, hey, I'm, i I got my staff. Would you tell that story again? And I told it again. And someone was like, I can't, we're we're the kids' dream. That's awesome. And so they called him. And so by the time I met him out of the pick and save store, he goes, hey, do you got a minute? I go, yeah. And he kind of walked me off to the side from where everybody else was. And he said, by any chance did you coach call Coach Cerrone? I said, I did. He said, that's awesome, man. They called me like a half hour after I talked to you on the phone, and I knew it was more than just a coincidence, and, and I'm going to go up there and meet these guys, and I, you know, maybe that's going to work, and I appreciate that. So I just thought, how cool is that? A kid with realistic goals, right? If I yeah. could play at the next level, and I could play, I'd like to go to school at Oshkosh. If I could play there, that would be perfect. We are talking to Eric Trusky, head football coach at Wisconsin Luther College. You know if he said Wisco is my... Was my dream? I'd be calling you, right? Oh, oh I know. I okay, know, just so, just so we know, I wouldn't call Cerrone and say, "Hey, look, this kid wants to go to Wisco. But you might want to take <laughs> a to take a, a look at him. He is Eric Trusky, head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College. Again, throughout today's show, Tim Tebow is coming to town. He's getting the Divine Servant Award um, from Wisconsin Lutheran College on June 4th. June 4th, the WLCA Outdoor Athletic Complex, it's going to be under a heated tent, but there's, again, every all the safety precautions have been taken care of, wlc.edu slash dsa. Get all the information that you need. Um, if you want to be a sponsor, they still have a couple of sponsorship opportunities available, but you can reserve your place. And I'm going to be there that night. And uh, if you, you get tickets after hearing it on, on this show on Faith in the Zone, make sure you stop by and say hello. And you'll say thank you to me because the meal is, is really, really good. Again, he is Eric Trusky, head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan.
0: More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church, back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 12 50 AM, The Fan.
1: Cause I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody, all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing, I'm living for the world to sing nobody but jesus i'm living for the world to see nobody but jesus well, moses had stage
3: fright and david brought a rock to a sword fight you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen and changed the world
2: well, the well, welcome so back to faith in the zone on twelve fifty am the fan i'm mike McGivern, our special guest head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College, he is Eric Treske. He's a cheesehead. Cedarburg, Lakeland, Wisconsin Lutheran. He is a, he's a Packer fan and all the things we love about our, our guys here in this area. And he's given our kids a chance to play football at the next level. And I always uh, I love the fact that he understands you know, getting kids from the state of Wisconsin to come to Wisconsin Lutheran College is a big deal. And uh, I appreciate that about Eric and his staff. Hey, Eric, Segment 2 is always my favorite. And, and we get a chance to ask guys about their journey and their testimony. And if uh, if you would, would you please kind of share your testimony with us?
4: I would love to. Um, it's interesting you talk about bringing student-athletes here to Wisconsin-Lutheran. This place was a huge part of that testimony for me. and. Um, you know, I listened to your show and tried to prepare you know, myself um, to, to do my best for this. And I heard a lot of different testimonies. And, you know, some of those are kind of the, the Saul Road to Damascus, like all of a sudden they figured it out. And some others you hear are, are more like Jacob wrestling with God a little bit. And I would say I was probably more the, the latter. Um, you know, for a long time, you know, I, I thought that I had things figured out. Um, and then, you know, when I kind of at the time I was graduating at Cedarburg and um, coming here to Wisconsin Lutheran. It was just a series of events in my personal life um, that were just really challenging. I had my oldest son had him my senior year of high school. Um, I had some different things, you know, I think personally with my my parents and financially, you know, we had been evicted a couple times. All these different things just were going on and I was wrestling with God and wondering what was happening and and what this all meant and um you yeah, know I came here uh to Wisconsin Lutheran and I I, rem- I remember it vividly I was sitting in the, the third row um in my intro to Christianity class with Pastor Strobel and it was one of the first classes of the year and he he asked us uh raise your hand if you think you're going to heaven and um i was one of the few that did not raise my hand
1: mm.
4: and um he didn't make a big deal of it. You know, it didn't call me out in front of him, Why don't you? you know? But after class, he was just kind and gracious enough to say, Hey, I noticed you didn't raise your hand. You might take us some time to talk about it. And um, so we went for like a little walk around, around campus and we were just, you know, giving him my, my, my background. And we were just talking a little bit and, um, what he helped me to understand, and it took me a long time, I wish I could tell you I, I figured it out right after that conversation. It was, that was just the first of many um, seeds that were sown into my life from just amazing people. Um, but he helped me understand what it says in Ephesians, that it's by grace and grace alone that we are Amen. saved. I, I, I lived mistakenly thinking that I needed to earn my way to God. And I did not understand that that no one can earn their way to God; that all have sinned and fall short. But it's by God's grace, it's by His love, um, that we are called His children. You know, and so um, over the the course of the next few years, um, I wrestled with questions. I wrestled with, you know, how to how to make sense of the things that were happening in in my life and the lives of those around me. I, I had people. Um, you yeah, know, I can still remember going through the the Book of Romans with my friend TJ while I was here, um, and just helping me make sense of everything. And, and he, he did it with such humility and and grace. Like he, he didn't make me feel foolish for asking questions or, you know, asking why. And um, God was, was working on my heart in those moments. And I'm just forever grateful to this place for allowing those conversations to happen. I'm forever grateful for the people that were willing to take the time um, and honestly, now I'm, I'm at a place in my life. You know, I received Christ. Um, I was baptized actually here as an assistant coach in front of my players, wow. um, which was really special. And, um, you know, I'm now I just, I just want to live for him. I want people to know the truth that I didn't know, um, when I was younger. And so any way that I can, I can live out the gospel or, or, or preach the good word, I'm going to do that.
2: Eric, I tell you what, young man, we, uh, this uh, this second segment puts tears in my eyes and down my cheeks like every week. And this week is no different. And I love the fact that you're willing to open up and say, look, this is, you know, this is who I'm. Wait, on this show, some of these guys, and I use this term, the worst thing they ever did in their life was steal a candy bar. Well, then you got guys like Pastor Daryl Strawberry and myself that were doing some things, you know, back early um that that just uh, now they just don't make any sense to me. But back then, that's who I was, man. I'm 100 percent Irish, right? I'm the I'm the I'm the fun guy, and I, I just so I, I thank you so much for for being honest and 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 talking about that. And are you still in contact with with TJ at all?
4: I am. He's a he's a good friend of mine. He lives down in Racine. Um, he's actually preparing. To be a pastor. Um, so, so God's been working on him for a long time. So I think walk into that calling. So yeah, I do.
2: Man, Pastor Stroll, will you still talk to him? I'm sure, right?
4: Yep. Yep. but talk to him. And um, yeah, there's so many people that were a part of my journey here that I, I get to see and work with now on a daily basis. So so it's awesome.
2: A- amen to that. And I love the fact that you said, look, it, it's not like after, you know, he, he talked to me for 15 minutes, my life changed. And, and, and I agree with that. You know, it, it, it takes a while. It, it, at times, it takes a long time. And yeah. you start thinking, am I making a difference? You know, Coach, when, when I grew up in a, in a Catholic, at a Catholic school on the east side of Milwaukee, and, and this is a zillion years ago, but they said, hey, here's the Bible, Mr. McGivern. Here's the Bible. You don't have to open it, but carry it when we tell you to carry it. And, and I went, and I thought that you had to earn your way to heaven as well. And so I had this, the the score clock in this little gymnasium down at St. Peter and Paul Parish. I had it in my head. Mm -hmm. And I'd get in before I went to sleep at night, I'd say, All right, I got in two fights on the playground today. So I'm minus two, but I helped the lady across the street with her groceries. So I'm only minus one and then I get up and say nice things to my mom. Now I'm even for the day, you know, but then I yelled at that nun. So is that two or one? And by the time I was down, you know, 150 and I thought, forget it. I got no chance. Yeah, I have no chance. And so when, when, when I learned that I don't have to earn it, it's not something I can. How good do you have to be to earn your way to heaven? Who keeps count? And I just thought I, I don't know. This is what I was told. So I like you thought thought the same thing. And and uh, you know what, thank God. We don't have I don't know anybody that could earn their way to heaven. Amen. I just don't. How um so it it's fairly easy, I would think, for you to share that part of your life. If you if you were baptized in front of your players as an assistant coach, I mean that in itself is just a big statement saying, look, here's who I am. Come on. You know what? I'm not. I'm not ashamed. I'm not embarrassed. I'm going to do this in front of you guys. So you must be. You're fairly comfortable and confident inside that locker room to share who you are.
4: I try to be as transparent as I can with with our team. I want them to know that um, we never have it fully figured out, but we do have a father that does, and we and we have a father that we can go to in those difficult seasons and moments, and. Um, you know, I'm fully aware that I have guys on my team that are in very different places in their faith walk. I have some players on my team that are ready to lead. You know, I've got a couple guys that they've been, they've been leading and orchestrating these these player-led Bible studies, and they're phenomenal. Um, and then I've got some other guys that are still asking just the big questions, you know, and they, they don't really know where they stand. And I want them all to know that that's okay, um, but the most important thing is that they're asking those questions that they're seeking, you know, Jesus tells us, seek and we will find, ask and and we will receive, you know? And um, so I try to, I try to open the door for those conversations as often as I can. Um, You know, when, when I had a chance to interview for the job, I remember talking with my wife, Jasmine, she's an incredible inspiration to me and, um one of the things that I said is you know if if I get this job i I want this to be a ministry you know i I want it to go beyond just you know x's and o's and and the things we do on on saturdays and um she's been just an incredible support in all of that
2: hey wh- where did you guys meet by the way
4: <laughs> we it's not an orthodox story uh, so we met online we met online and um we're we're both Came, we were single parents. Um, we, we have two wonderful children, Caden and Jaden, and um, we met online and had a chance to to really discover each other because of our faith. That's that was where the conversations really began. We were, we were looking for that. Um, we both knew that it was probably where we had gone wrong in, in previous relationships, and um, God has blessed us. We actually just yeah. celebrated our, our two-year anniversary recently. That's and,
2: awesome. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. You, you know, it's funny, coach. Um look, I'm at an age where like meeting anybody online wasn't no I, I didn't even know what that meant, right? <laughs> but but it's I think in today's world that that what a valuable if it's used correctly. Yeah, I, I've used the wrong term on some of this where I introduce people and I go, "Look, I'm like Tinder putting people together." And I finally had a young guy go, "Hey, you got to stop using that." I go, what? That's like a dating, like Christian Mingle, right? They're like, no, not even use Christian Mingle if you want, but stay away from that. And so I didn't still, you know, I had the guy try to explain it to me, but I just shook my head. I've been, I've been holding hands with the same girl since the day after you graduated from high school, which was a zillion years ago. And, you know, it can work. And I, I, I think people still get a little sheepish by saying what, what you said, look, we met online, but thank God that God puts you guys together. Yep. There's no doubt in my mind he puts you together, saying, yep. "Okay, this is a good match. This is exactly who he needs." And let's be honest, you know, I've I've seen pictures of your family. You got a beautiful family, young man. But you even got to shake your head sometimes, right?
4: Oh, he's blessed me. More than I can for many okay. reasons, man. If you're if you're alluding to my my wife and that she's beautiful, I would agree.
2: Good. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yes, that's where I was going with it, but I want to do it uh, in a nice way here for sure. We are talking to the head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College. And part of the reason we have Monday today is this event on June 4th, and they're trying to get a final count in the beginning of May. So I wanted to make sure we got this in the end of April, this show, Friday, June 4th, uh, the Divine Servant Award celebration, and Tim Tebow is going to win. He's going to be presented with the Divine Servant Award from Wisconsin Lutheran College. He will be the guest and the head speaker, the the. Um, he will be the guy that's going to draw a lot of people in. They're going to have a couple speakers um, throughout the night. And my hope is the president of WLC LC will get up because he's a really good man. And I know him from being on the sidelines for some high school football games. And I ran into him when I was meeting with Rich uh, a couple of weeks ago on campus. And we talked for about a half hour. And he does a great job of, of really talking about the mission that WLC has, and 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 how they believe they're 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 going about their business, and and it is really a good story. If you've not been on that campus, take a look at it. This this night on uh, uh, with Tim Tebow on June 4th is going to be at the Outdoor Athletic Complex. If you haven't been over there, it's a pretty cool place. Really quickly, Coach, what time do you guys practice? By the way, because I, I, you know, I'm doing this whole workout thing now, and I'm I'm really hitting it hard. But it's at 4:45 a.m. out in Waukesha, and I live right by right by the complex, so it's 35 minutes out there, and it's this burn boot camp on Meadowbrook in Waukesha, and I'm driving back sometimes, and the lights are on. <laughs> yeah.
4: That's, that's probably our soccer team. Our soccer team. I, they they've got a great grind man. they work uh, all hours of the day. Um, they're passionate. We, we're usually in the afternoon. We we're fortunate we get the prime time. Uh, you know, typically between like four and six. But yeah, our soccer. If you can see the lights on, my guess is it's one of our two soccer teams.
2: And I told Rich, I said, hey, Rich, you guys must be like having all this money because people they keep forgetting to turn the lights off. He goes, oh no, we turn them on. We got teams practicing. Yep. I said, "No, no, it's quarter to six in the morning." He goes, "Yeah." I go, "Are you kidding?" He goes, "No, that's you know that that's what we have to do because there's so much going on, and there's high school teams that that utilize the facility as well." And so no, we uh, that's that's what happens. So the lights are on because people are practicing. And I thought, man, one of these days, if that's the football team, I'm gonna go over and start making fun of Trusky. But you know what? I'm full of sweat, and all I want to do is get home and take a shower because it's just been ridiculous. He is Eric Trusky, head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College. And again, if you get a chance, go to wlc.edu-dsa. And you will not be disappointed. If you go to that event and you're disappointed, call me. Let me know about it. And you're not going to be. The food's going to be great. The speakers are going to be phenomenal. And you're going to feel really good about supporting a place like WLC. Um, When you listen to Tim Tebow, and he's the guy at this point. If, if if you're willing to stand up and say I'm a Christian and you're a sports fan, Tebow's the guy that everybody would like to uh, to talk about and have uh, have as your son or have your daughter uh, you know hang out with that guy because uh, you'd feel pretty good about that. Eric Tresky head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College, will get. I've got a bunch of questions for him on the other side of the break. At the end of the show, I'm going to ask him what uniform. I'm going to put all the uniforms he's ever put on in his life, and he gets to play one more game for that team, what uniform would it be and who would he play? We'll find out. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan.
0: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner only on 1250
1: AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody. Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus When Moses had stage fright
3: and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen. in you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is. Everybody's got a
1: purpose. Welcome
2: back to Faith in the Zone on when 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. I'm enjoying this show a lot. Our guest for the entire hour, Eric Treske, head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College. And uh loved his testimony. I just did because, look, growing up, very few of us do everything right. In fact, I don't know anybody to um, do everything right. Nobody I hung around with certainly did. And the fact that he figured it out, and I, I want to thank a couple of people, you know, TJ, who is his buddy of his, and Pastor Strobel, who I know over at Wisconsin Lutheran, to be able to just take their time and 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 allow him to ask the questions that he had because I think that's really, really important Eric, I've told this story a hundred times. Division three, if you if you've been listening to some faith in his own shows, go back and listen to Mike Lightfoot. Mike is a division three, was a division three basketball coach in Indiana, all time winning coach. And he said, look, I was I was great in the locker room and sharing my testimony. I was great talking about my faith. And once the door opened up and I was out in the public, I struggled. And he bought a book called I'm Not a Fan. And he bought the bracelet, which said, I'm not a fan for three bucks. And he was in the grocery store, and a lady walked up to him in the prose department and said, who aren't you a fan of? He said, I'm not a fan of Jesus Christ. And she goes, excuse me? He said, I'm not a fan because fans sit on the sidelines. I'm a follower. Can I tell you about it? Wow. And he goes, Mike, that $3, he said, I have 100 of these now. And, and I never leave home without it, but it's opened more doors for me. And he said, and I think the Lord's timing was... Not that I have to say the correct words, but but just to be able to calmly plant the seed, and he picked the perfect time for me. And I keep going to that story because it had such an impact on me because as coaches, I think we're really comfortable in the locker room. We've been in locker rooms our whole life, and to be in that locker room with these guys that we're either coaching or playing with, pretty comfortable in there. But then out in public sometimes, uh, it gets a little bit difficult, and you, I get a little tongue-tied. I don't know if you do, but I I, uh, I struggle at times with that.
4: Yeah, no, it, it can be a challenge. I think we're we're all okay in in whatever our safe space happens to be. You know, and like you said, it, for us as, as coaches or athletes, it's the locker room. I think for a lot of us, talking about faith, it's, you know, we can talk about it inside the church, but, you know, you, you go to breakfast right after, are you going to be willing to talk to the waitress? You know, it's... Um, it, it takes a lot of courage, and God calls us to be obedient. and I think we got to be prepared for that. That being obedient means that we have to die to ourselves and our comfort zone a little bit. And um when we do, we see amazing things happen, you know.
2: You know, a couple of things. I read a few articles um that that um, that the couple of guys that had interviewed you over the years, and, you know one one of the questions was, which coach had the biggest impact on your life? And you talked about Brian Leard at Cedarburg, and we talked about Brian in that first segment. Later in your answer, you talked about a guy named Jeff Jeff Tricky, who I, I'm telling you, Eric, I'm as big a fan of Coach Tricky as there is. And um, when the first time I met him was a Thursday night Lights High School football game of the week, we're out in McQuaunago and it was walk show West against McGuanago. and I knew about him, but I would not met him. And I was on the sidelines, and I'm looking over there, and I'm thinking, man. Here's Chef Tricky. I, I really should say hi to him. And he walks over. He goes, "Hey, Mike McGivern. I'm a huge fan of yours." And I go, "Are you kidding me? Like, hold on, man. I like I was nervous to come talk to you." He goes, "What are you talking about?" And I've had him as a co-host. I've had him on Faith in the Zone. I've had him in studio. I've had Ron in studio. I'm, I'm such a big fan of Coach Tricky, and I, as you are, it looks like.
4: Oh, he's he's had such an impact on me. I, I've been so so fortunate to be able to coach with him and in his camps now for, for the better part of a decade. Mm. And, um, the impact that he's had on me, he had an impact on me as an athlete, as a young man, but now as a coach. And, um, there's a phrase, I think that just embodies coach. I think you may have heard it It says preach the gospel and use words sometimes. Amen. And that when you, if you've ever met Jeff Tricky, he embodies that to a T. I mean, the way that he engages with people he genuinely cares about everyone he interacts with, and, um, you know, his camps really take a lot of pride on, on teaching young men how to use their gifts to be leaders, and it, it goes well beyond football, and I'm just, I'm forever grateful for, for Coach for allowing me to be a part of his, his camp family and uh, for all the lessons that he's taught me over the years.
2: My, my favorite part, I did this uh, Coach's Wives show, and uh, Rhonda came in studio, and um, there's another coach whose whose wife knew probably more about football than than her husband and me combined. And so I was talking to her, and she was talking about helping, you know, breaking down huddle and and, and setting up game plans. And and I went to Rhonda, and she said, look, I'm still not exactly sure what first and 10 means, but I can really throw a great pregame party, and I'm really good at the postgame. And I absolutely fell in love with her. Like, I was just like, Rhonda, you are the best. She goes, I know I'm in the stands, but I'm very busy. So I'm fair I'm pretty sure I could tell you what first and ten means, but I might be <laughs> wrong. And I just thought that is awesome. Here are two women totally in love with their husbands, right? Yep. And really want to be part of what they do. But Rhonda's like, he yeah, I guess he's pretty good at what he does. That's what people tell me, but nobody can can do a tailgate party better than I can. <laughs> and I just was like, that's awesome. And you could just tell when she talks about Jeff. That she just is, in, is so much in love with him, and he with her, and yeah. I just—it makes guys like us, you know. I, I'm quite a bit older than you are, but they're and they're just a little bit older than I am. But that you can see that there are people that continue to hold hands, and you go through these peaks and valleys at times. But man, at the end of the day, you know, she her heart is his, you know.
4: Yeah. No. That's- You talk about life goals. I mean, I look at them and their marriage and and the way that they've supported one another. You know, one of the coolest stories about Jeff—I don't know how many people know it. I mean, he was a really, really good head football coach. Really good. And um, he came to a place. I mean, probably at the pinnacle of his success, where he he kind of realized, you know, what? Like, I'm what I what I coach and teach about. You know, which is faith, family, football. I'm not living it, and he he stepped back from his passion because he wanted to put his family first. And um, if if you know Jeff, you can see why he would do that. And it's just that's so powerful to me that he was willing to make that move and and show his family how much he cares.
2: And you, how hard when you're at what you think is the pinnacle of where you want to be, and every time you walk into a clinic or you're coaching a game, everybody saying, "Man, that's the best. He's the best." And he, what well, you're right. And he was there when he stepped back and said, "Look, I need to, I need to get my priorities in order." And 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 coaching football right now is probably not what what it needs to be the number one priority. Which, you know, as as coaches, sometimes we get kind of those blinders on, Eric, and you know that. I mean, you know, you've been in this game a long time, and you start kind of forgetting everything else that. You know is really important to you and and I know I did that for years for and that's for sure and my wife did say hey now that you've retired you're still at home very much I'm like I know I know but I got hey I got things to do people to see hey um Jasmine was she a sports fan uh, when you guys were dating
4: she was so she was an athlete in high school um she she played basketball That was her, her, her favorite sport um so yeah she, she definitely was a sports fan and she knows enough to be dangerous in conversation, and she—it's really cool. The other night, we were—I was breaking film down, and she wanted to watch and got okay. So tell me about this play, and you know, she was getting into it. So, she—she's so supportive, so encouraging. Um, she just, she's just—she's my rock. I mean, I—I'm so thankful I have her in my life, and um, we balance each other in so many different ways.
2: Hey, Eric, I'll tell you this before we get to a break. When it was—when it—when. When, look, I hit, hit rock bottom and I needed to go talk to, to somebody and, and I went to, to uh, Eastside Baptist Church where my wife went to, to, to church and walked in and, and I kind of knew the pastor and I said, I need some help. And he said, I knew you'd be here. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I didn't know when you'd come, but I knew you'd be here because your wife has been praying for you for years. And though, man, I, I thought, look, it's so important to surround ourselves with godly women, and yeah. I don't know where I'd be with with without her. And it sounds the same with Jasmine, and and I love that, and I love the fact that she was a basketball player. So she's the smart one in the family, right?
4: <laughs> she's the smart one. She can hoop too. So we'll play some family, uh, some family horse and stuff like that. She'll hold her own without a doubt.
2: Man, that's I, I, that's awesome. I, I love that. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break. We're going to talk again, Eric Trusky, we're going to find out what uniform he would pull out of that, uh, out of that closet. Do yourself a favor, if you get a chance, uh, wlc.edu-dsa, and we've talked about it throughout the show, but Friday, June 4th, and they're going to try to get a final count sometime at the end of that first week in May. So if you're thinking about it, you want to sponsor the event, or you just want to come to the event, you want to pay the, the 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 ticket and come on in have a great dinner and listen to some really good speakers and understand the, where the money's going it's going to scholarships for these next that next generation of servant leaders that are going to come through Wisconsin Lutheran College and understand we're going to keep some of those here in this area and they're going to be the future leaders of our society and we're going to give uh, a chance here to to listen to Tim Tebow and his walk and his testimony on Friday, June 4th, WLC Outdoor Athletic Complex. Get a chance to meet Eric Tresky. I'm sure you'll be there, right?
4: Oh, well, I'll be there without a doubt.
2: Yep, get a chance to meet uh, Coach Tresky. If you've got a son who's a really good football player, he'd probably want to talk to you a little bit. That That's for sure. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan.
0: Back to Faith in the Zone a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan.
1: Cause I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me song to sing i'm living for the world to see nobody but jesus i'm living for the world to see nobody but jesus
3: when moses had stage fright and david brought a rock to a sword fight you picked 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen, and you the
2: world. Well, welcome back to Faith in the Zone you. on 1250 Everybody AM. The Fan, I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week, and our, our guest, and he's really good, Eric Trusky, head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College. During the break, uh, Jasmine, if you're listening, uh, the Tebow event, you're out. I'm in. I'm your date. <laughs> I'm Eric's date. I'll tell you what, you could do much better than me, But uh, there's some things that you're going to get a chance to do as the head football coach over there that I'm not going to be able to get a chance to do. Uh, I am coming to the event, going to enjoy dinner and and, uh, and listen to some great speakers. Hey, Eric, uh, were you a multi-sport athlete?
4: I was, yeah. So I played uh, basketball and baseball. Um, I ran track for a year in high school. Um, so, yeah, I, I was I was involved in a lot of different sports.
2: A lot of different sports. If I told you that all the teams you ever played on, from you know third grade on, but it doesn't matter what sport it is. And I took every uniform you ever put on, and I put it in the closet and said, "Pick one out. What uniform and what game? Who would you play against?"
4: Oh, who would I? Talk? Okay, well now that you brought that into it, so I would, I would definitely wear um, my bulldog uniform. And boy, and we would play Germantown, um, the Germantown team that we played in two thousand three. They were a tremendous opponent. Um, that was our last football game we played them in the quarterfinals it was like i think 14 to 6 it's crazy how you can still like vividly remember detail i I can still smell the the grill at daca stadium i can i can remember the pregame music the everything man it was i go back to that day because that that was even though we lost that was just such a powerful memory and such a great time competing with them
2: how'd you play that game do you have a good game
4: I played all right. I played, I had a, a goal line interception that I will I will regret. I could have ran it in as I look back on it. There's oh. a slant arrow. The DN peeled out, and I could have ran inside him, and I tried to force it. So uh, that, that would be one play I'd take back. But, yeah, I played okay.
2: The fact that you remember that. <laughs> that, you know, and it's look, not, not isn't normal, isn't but. just it isn't. <laughs> I don't know my nieces and nephews' names, but I can tell you that when this kid hit a shot from the wing with four seconds ago, I just know ridiculous stuff like that. Yep. And I I don't know about you, but I remember the defeats way clearer than I do the wins.
4: Yeah, unfortunately, I, I wish it didn't work that way. But Me you too. Do, they just stick with you and um.
2: You get wins, and you just go, okay. We should, yeah. That's how we should have won that game. Okay. What about the next one? Hey, I have the I have the chance um, in the next couple of weeks to uh, to officiate a wedding of a girl that I've known in a while, and she works at uh, at Kern Electric. And um, it's really funny because she could care less about football, and I'd t- to see her on a Friday. Um, I'd be over there doing some some work, and she'd be like, "What's going on this weekend?" I said, "Well, it's high school football season." I do the scoreboard show Friday night till 10 o'clock and then i'm back in the studio and doing high school football and she'd roll her eyes and say come on and then all of a sudden she was like hey what are you doing this weekend well i've got this football stuff how's key Waskin gonna do i go what she's i'm just wondering i go hold on let me look yeah they i think they're gonna do fine they're a really good team well coach oh they're well coached yeah okay next week how's key Waskin gonna do i go hold on a second. what's going on well, um, I'm dating a guy named Bobby, and he's on the staff. I go, you're kidding me. Awesome. She goes, can I ask you a question? I go, yeah. She goes, so the staff, these guys talk about the game all week, watch film, practice, then they play the game. Then they go out and talk about the game. And then they talk about the next day, and then they start talking about it. I go, yeah, welcome to the world of coaching right there, right? <laughs>
4: Yeah, non-stop,
2: non-stop. It is non-stop.
4: I will say this, though. Um, that's what I love about sports. I, I, think, I think we were talking before about testimony, and I think the, the way that God works into your lives. God speaks the language that you understand. Amen. You know, like you think back to like the day of Pentecost, and he used all these different languages, and all these people suddenly understood that God was calling to them. I think sports are one way that that happens, you know, and— um, it's such a powerful tool to help people. and and so, like you said before, when we were talking about Jeff and the decisions he made, like we can't play sports a- above our faith or above our family, but when we learn the power that sports has to speak love into people's lives, it's just it's an amazing thing.
2: You know what that's called a mic drop right there. I can't <laughs> do any better than that. This young man, I'm telling you, what a great decision I think Wisconsin Lutheran uh, college made to 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 promote him. To be the head football coach, to be the face of this program, and you're going to see some amazing things from this program in the next couple of years, and and I look forward to to, to seeing that June 4th. Don't forget this event. Uh, the, the, Tim Tebow's coming to town. Divine Servant Award Celebration. Go to uh, wlc.edu-dsa. DSA Divine Servant Award to get all the in, information you need for that Friday night. June 4th celebration. Coach, thank you so much, young man. I, You know that I was a fan of yours before. I'm a huge fan of yours now, and uh, I look forward to seeing you on June 4th.
4: Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it.
2: You bet. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan.
0: You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250
1: AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody, all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright,
3: and David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose